Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today, as it always is. And as we round out the day today, as we round out the week, of course, we've been uh, spending a lot of time over the last 24 hours talking about President Biden's budget proposal and a big speech he gave in Pennsylvania yesterday. And you can look at the, the good, the bad, and the ugly out of that speech. But I have to tell you, one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in the speech was one that I don't think anybody has actually even covered in the last 24 hours. And to me, it is the essence of the conversation we should be having as it relates to what we spend money on in this country. So while outlining uh, his budget proposal in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania yesterday, President Biden shared some very sage advice from his dad. My dad had an expression. Someone come up to my dad and say, let me tell you what I value, Joe. And they say, my dad would say, no, no, show me your budget. I'll tell you what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. So that's the beginning of a good conversation. And I wish the president had done that, invited Speaker McCarthy to do the same and then get together. And he should have dropped the mic and walked away. Uh, sadly, he went on to about 55 minutes of bashing MAGA Republicans and a host of other things that the president was not an honest broker on. And so so that's a challenge. So wherever you fall or whatever you think about the president's budget, uh, I want you to set that aside for a second because I want to look at process and what I think is becoming a vanishing breed in our nation's capital, and that is an honest broker. We always talk about how we want to see these bipartisan deals, how we want to see people come together and compromise and come up with solutions that matter. You cannot do that unless you have two honest brokers in the room. And sadly, yesterday, the president violated the honest broker rule because he immediately went into pejoratives. He went into demonizing and weaponizing the other side's words. And Republicans have done the same. Make no mistake about it. So you got to have an honest broker. And if you can't get an honest broker, there is no way a deal can be done. It's impossible. And so I'm going to use this example from the president uh, because he did it yesterday. Uh, we'll do the Republicans as well. But the president went through and he used more than any word in the next 57 minutes of his speech was MAGA Republican. If he did a word cloud, that was it. And he used it as a pejorative. And in particular, he went back to something that has been proven to really not be true. And that is that some MAGA Republicans or a MAGA Republican or, okay, Senator Rick Scott from Florida floated an idea about having a sunset clause in all the programs. That's what it said. It was on page 39 of a 60-page pamphlet about how to build a better America. He was trying to be an honest broker. 
and put out ideas for a start of a conversation. Now, he didn't say we needed to cancel Social Security. He didn't say we needed to slash Medicare. He just said it's not a bad idea to evaluate and potentially sunset all the programs. If they're not working, why do we keep funding them? That's how you get $32 trillion in debt, by the way. But the president and congressional Democrats have weaponized that to the umpteenth degree. Why? Because it's working. And so now, anytime anything comes up about Social Security, he can say, well, you know, the Republicans, well, some Repub- well, a Republican, you know, said you, said you ought to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. And if you applied the same thing, President Biden did that multiple times when he was a senator. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So let's get past the yeah, but conversation. But that's, that's what it looks like, and that's what it sounds like. When I did business consulting, I would always tell executives, if you cannot have an honest conversation, you will end up talking in sweeping generalities because everyone will be afraid to talk in specifics for fear that the specifics will be held against them which is exactly what we see in Washington, D.C. Republicans do this all the time when it comes to immigration and the border and on and on and on. They do the exact same thing. They weaponize the words or some offhand comment by someone at some you know remote location, and then they use it in advertising and campaign ads for years and years and years. It's not honest. It's disingenuous. Uh, it is the problem that prevents us from getting to policy and solving problems you got to have an honest broker. And so now, sadly, the president has laid this out in such a way that there is no motivation for Republicans to come with specifics. Because if you're just going to beat me over the head with any specific plan I put forward, I'm not doing that. And neither is anyone else. Neither would anybody inside a business. I've seen this literally destroy companies because people get so obsessed with not getting whacked over the head or attacked because they gave a specific idea, then all you do is talk in sweeping generalities. And when you talk about things in generalities, you very rarely succeed. But when you talk about things in the specific, you very rarely fail. And we need specifics in Congress. And it can be done. But the only way it can be done is when you have honest brokers. Let me give you an example. Some honest brokers when it came to criminal justice reform. Now, criminal justice reform was way, way overdue, and I don't think it's even gone far enough. But you had a moment on the floor of the United States Senate where you had Cory Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey, Mike Lee, a Republican from Utah, Dick Durbin, uh, one of the minority leaders at the time of the Democrats, came together and said, I think we can fix criminal justice reform. But the key to the whole thing was they were all honest brokers. So they sat down at the table and they started working through specific ideas. And they could talk about specific ideas because they trusted each other 
enough to know that if they floated a specific idea, the other person wasn't going to run out to the press and say, oh, my goodness, can you believe Senator so-and-so just said this and turn it into a campaign ad? We've seen similar things on, on other issues, but it's becoming a real rarity in Washington, D.C., that you have honest brokers. And if you can't have an honest broker, if a member of Congress, regardless of political party, can't sit down with somebody and say, you know, I've been thinking, what if we tried this? Or I know we've never done this before, but what if we implemented it this way? If you can't have an honest conversation with an honest broker and keep a confidence about those conversations, then all you get is politics. And you get divisive politics, you get demonizing politics, you get the weaponization of words kind of politics, you get the gridlock kind of politics that never solves the problem of the American people. So the thing we ought to be calling for out of our representatives today Out of everything else you do for me as you represent me in Washington, D.C., please, oh, please be an honest broker and keep a confidence. We'll get to better solutions. All right, that wraps it up for us here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.